the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. God has something for you. You're not alone. You don't have to face this world and its problems and difficulties and trials and temptations alone. God wants you to feel safe. Do you feel safe right now? I think during these times, many of us would admit that we really don't. On today's Healing Word, Pastor Jack Morris has a message for those who are feeling alone or forgotten. A message of hope that God is there and is a loving advocate for us through Jesus Christ. Let's join today's message of hope, a safe place. A number of years ago, a man and his wife came from another church to talk with me about a situation that the man was having. He was having panic attacks. A panic attack is it's just like you're dying. I mean, your heart thumps and beats, and you become extremely fearful. It seems like it's the end of time for you. This is how it's been to people have described it to me. And uh, it, it could happen any time. And to this particular man, it happened uh, one time while he was driving the car and he had to pull the car over. I think they were up around Frederick, Maryland. Well, this happened repeatedly without any notification at all, any provocation. There that panic attack would come on him. And now his wife, fearful, she didn't know whether he was going to live or die. And she was beginning to wonder if she was going to live or die. How is she going to sustain the family? And she became extremely fearful on the verge of having her own panic attacks. So he came, the man and his wife, mainly to bring her in for me to try to give some comfort from the word of God to her. God was with us. Isn't it wonderful to be able to say that and to know that? God was with us, the three of us, and prayer was offered, word of God was focused upon. After about the third or fourth visit, we were walking out, we were in the little chapel, we were walking out, we got out into the narthex, and I, I saw her countenance, it, was, it wasn't a, a strained, uh, strained countenance. I asked her, I said, how are you feeling? She paused for a moment, looked at me, and said one word, safe. Safe. That's a wonderful feeling to feel safe, isn't it? To feel safe. That's what I want to talk to you about today. And for anybody and everybody who does not feel safe, God has something for you. You're not alone. You don't have to face this world and its problems and difficulties and trials and temptations alone. God wants you to feel safe. And he has the ability 
to draw near to you, to comfort you, his presence with you, to make you feel safe. Now, I found this word, it's point A in your outline, a far awayness. I didn't even know there was such a word as that. I saw it somewhere and I thought, that's a good word. But I don't think it's a word, really a word. But I looked it up in the dictionary and sure enough, there's a word in the dictionary entitled, there, a far awayness. Now, look at, you might want to keep your Bibles open or, or watch the screen. Notice a far awayness, David is praying, from the ends of the earth, I call to you. The ends of the earth? Where is that? Have you ever been there? Are you there now? Well, God has a message. That lady that I just told you about, she was at the ends of the earth, ready to drop off the earth when I first met her. But God did a miracle in her life. His grace is sufficient. From the ends of the earth I call to you. Look at verse 1. He says, hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. I'm crying out. I I just hope you're listening. I, I need you to hear me and to know where I am. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. The second time David had to flee from Jerusalem was sometime after he had become king. He was king on the throne and a glorious king. And one of his own children, his son Absalom, coveted his father's throne, wanted that power, wanted that kingdom, so much so that he began to go among the people and he said, oh, if I'm your king, I will do it this way. I will teach you this way. I will take care of you this way. One by one, that snake slithered among the people with the lie of hell in his mouth, taking the kingdom away from his own dad. And when it wasn't happening fast enough, he got a group of people together and he said, we will dethrone you. I'll murder you. I'll I'll tell you, friend, how the devil can get in our thinking. He's going to kill his own dad. And here the king, David, had to flee Jerusalem again, not from Saul, but from his own flesh and blood, from his own son. It was a difficult time. So, friends, when you read the Psalms, I want you to know there's a history behind it. And when he said, from the ends of the earth I call to you, my heart grows weary and faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Having that far away experience, like you're at the ends of the earth. Talking to a pastor not long ago, he didn't use these words, but I used the words to him. He was down, down, defeated. Things had not gone well. He was at the ends of the earth. Friend, I'm telling you this, or God is telling you this, because some of you are going through some very difficult places, and you feel like, where do I go from here? I feel like I've dropped off the end of the earth. I I know you're here because God told me to give you this message. I want to tell you about a a far away 
experience that I had. I don't want to preach sermons to you that are just theory to me. I want to give you my heart. I want to share with you what I know the power of God can do. And you can know it also. And you will know it even this morning as God comes near you. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. While the current restrictions imposed as a result of the coronavirus prohibits us from gathering for church on Sunday mornings, you can attend the services at the Largo Community Church this Sunday via live streaming. Go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Again, go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. And friend, the Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Many years ago, about 40 years ago, Trina and I were living in Kettering. We were trying to get the Largo Community Church up and going, and it just could not get up and going. Day after day, week after week, month after month, we just plateaued. We worked and worked. We were out on the street at nights knocking on doors till I told Trina, I said, you've got to go home and be with the children, help them with their homework. I'll stay on the streets. It was dark at 4.30 in the evening in the wintertime, definitely at 5 and 5.30. But we kept working and kept working. Trina was working downtown. She would catch the bus down here to Greyhound at Central Avenue and 202 and go down to downtown to where she worked and get off the bus and walk 10 blocks to where she worked to the Department of Commerce and then 10 blocks back, catch that bus, come home, go out on the street with me at night. Friend, this church did not just happen. Your healing, your blessing. Your forgiveness of sin is not just going to happen this morning because you came to church. It'll happen when you seek after Jesus and meet Jesus. Have you ever prayed and you felt like heaven was silent? Am I talking to people today? This is the real world that we live in and we're fighting some real spiritual battles. All of us are. But God is God. I cried to you from the ends of the earth. And I, I had a church up in Bethel Park near Pittsburgh that I had preached in several years before. I was over here. That church was looking for a new pastor, beautiful big edifice. I wanted to know if Jack Morris was available. I, I'm available at Largo. I've been called to Largo. I can't go there. Bible college and Lakeland, Florida, needing a, a teacher. I can't go there. Salaries, nice salaries, no salary. 
Nothing. Nothing. I remember one evening, tired, weary. We had made an office out of a bedroom in the little house, or well, nice house we were living in in Kettering. I went in there, I closed the door, and I sat down on the floor, and I put my back up against the bookcase, and I began to inside tremble. I think I, my hands were shaking. When the, when the stress comes, and comes like that. I mean, I had a family to support. And I think I'm a, a reasonable person, reasonable enough to know that I should care for my family and take care of them. Well, I was calling to God from the ends of the earth. I became so tense. Now, this was 40 years ago. Thank God I've grown a little bit, but I have a lot more growing yet to do. And as long as you see me here in the pulpit or anywhere, you'll know that I need to grow some more in the Lord because when I don't need to grow any more in the Lord, the Lord will take me to heaven. So every Sunday morning, you know, hey, Pastor Morse needs to grow some more in the Lord. So, <laughs> so I, my muscles became so tense that I pulled a muscle in my back and I was in the hospital for in traction for nine days. I thought, dear Lord, <laughs> is this going to end someday? Well, it did. God came through. God blessed. I felt like I was at the ends of the earth. I really did. I know exactly what you're talking about, David. I read Psalm 61, and that was me. But listen to what David discovered. And here is where I want you to be with me today. And I want you to have the same discovery that David had and that I had way back there. David calls out to the Lord, and he uses a number of what I'm going to call metaphors. Listen to what he says. He says, from the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock. This is so insecure. I never felt so insecure in all my life before or after. I was not in a safe place. That situation I just told you about. I felt very unsafe. There was nothing to stand upon, to believe in, to hope for, to draw upon. There was God and God alone. But God is more than enough. Can somebody say amen? amen. God is more than enough when you call upon him, patiently wait upon him. Notice what David said, lead me to the rock. I felt myself sitting on the floor in that little office, that little study. I didn't know where the rock was. I didn't know that place of safety at that moment. I was praying as I know what David was praying. I can't find the rock. Somebody, some power, some influence, please lead me to that rock. I'm just a human. How much more can I take? David prayed, Holy Spirit, awaken in me. This is what he's saying. Holy Spirit, lead me to the rock. I can't lead myself. I don't know where the rock is. I've got to be led there. Friend, you're in the house of God today, and the Holy Spirit is moving, and he's leading you to the rock. Open your ears, open your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit, and experience what God has for you. God has something beautiful for you. Here it comes. Lead me to the rock. 
Friend, there, there's nothing secure in this world at all, really. Absolutely nothing is secure. Everything is changing. The days change. The months change. The seasons change. Government changes. Politics change. Everything's changing. It always will. Change is the only thing that we can really believe in uh, in, in the flesh. Change. And change can be the most stressful thing of all stresses. Change. Change is always going on. Change never stops. And so David is saying, I need a rock to stand upon. The winds are blowing. The waves are crashing in. The rains are falling. The sand under my feet is shifting. I need a foundation. Lead me to that foundation. Where is that foundation? My son wants to kill me. Before that, Saul wanted to kill me. Where is that rock for me to stand upon? Lead me to the rock. The scripture says in James chapter 1 that God's promises and God himself is the one that never changes. He says, I am God, I change not. He has said this repeatedly. He is the only one that never changes. Only God. Our emotions change. Some days we're up. Some days we, we're tired. Some days we're discouraged. Some days we're happy. Some days we love somebody. Some days we're not sure that we love that somebody. Friend, we are as fickle as fickle can be. But there is one, there's a rock to stand upon. Are you on that rock today? His name is Jesus. On this rock, I will build my church. Gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Friend, there's a solid place today for you. There's a rock. Now notice he goes on to say, for you have been my refuge. I have, he uses all these metaphors to describe the one person. You're my rock, but you're also my refuge. You're my hiding place. I can retreat into you. Friend, wherever you are, in your mind, there can be a hundred people around you. You can be on the train, going to work, wherever. You, you can retreat in your mind into that precious hiding place where Jesus is and know his power, know his presence. You are my refuge. You are my safe place. There are things out here that are against me. Even people, even family, maybe spouse, maybe children. Maybe places and people where I work. But you're my hiding place. I have a place. Come on, say it. I have a place. place. Jesus is that place. place. Yes, I have a hiding place. I have a refuge. Now notice the the next one. Look at verse 3. What is it? Come on, tell me. Look at it. It's on the screen. A strong tower. You're a rock. You're a refuge. You're a strong tower. Listen, friend. Listen, listen. What else does Jesus have to be to you and me for us to experience his power and his blessing? He's everything that we need. He says, you're a strong tower. When I read that, I thought of the Washington Monument. Anybody ever gone up the steps of the Washington Monument? Many years ago when I was a young man, I climbed that place. I think I did. I'm not sure. Maybe, I think I went part way up and then I went back down and got the elevator. Now, that, that's what I did. It just now came back to me. I never did climb it. 
but, but a, a strong tower. I, I can get up there. I, I can climb that staircase. I can get up above the, the pollution, the doubts, the, the hardships. The, the, I can rise above. David was using words that had meant something to him, that had blessed him. A strong tower, a, a staircase. D- Jacob, in the Old Testament, saw that ladder. He saw that staircase. You see, Jacob was fleeing from his brother. He had been deceptive, Jacob had been, many years ago. He stole Esau, his twin brother's birthright. Many, he took his inheritance away from him. And now he heard that Esau was way off in the distance, had located him. Esau had been looking for him for years. They had been separated, these twin brothers. Now somebody came to Jacob and said, Esau's coming. He knows where you are, and he's coming with an army of men. Jacob thought, this is it. He's found me. So Jacob began to pray like he had never prayed before. Friend, God knows how to get you in a place where you're going to pray like you've never prayed before. If you don't do it now and you want to continue to serve God, God will get you there. But if you trust the Lord and pray to God and be there consistently, God will watch over you and take care for you. And while David was praying, while Jacob was praying, Jacob saw what was already there that he hadn't seen before. He saw a ladder, a staircase that reached up into heaven and angels walking up and down, ascending and descending. Friend, there's angels around here this morning. Do you know that? There's a power here to help you and me. The Holy Spirit is here to bring Jesus to us. We're not here just alone. Oh, would to God that God would open our eyes and we would see the mighty love and power of God that is here available upon us to receive. Jacob saw it. Angels ascending and descending. There's a song I remember. Either our teenagers were singing here, the congregation, angels watching over me all night, all day, angels watching over me. Friend, we have a power, not just an influence. We have God's holy angels caring for us, watching over us all night, all day to lift us, to elevate us, to take us, that we will rise above Friend, you may come in, may have come in this church today with your face dragging the, the parking lot. But today there's power and resurrection. There's Jesus who is resurrection and life. He's here for you to lift you, to bless you, to help you, to bring you up to that place where you begin to breathe the heavenly air, the, 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 the air that is so pure and so clean, you know, lift you up above the snake line. To lift you up into the heavenlies. There's a, there's a heavenly breeze blowing. It's blowing today. In the very beginning of this service, I tried my best to get everybody to say something like, Praise the Lord. Open your mouth and say, Praise the Lord. To get the Holy Spirit moving in the service in your heart. And sure enough, you did it. And God began to move. And he's moving right now. He's lifting you. And soon you're going to be breathing that heavenly air because you've gone up that ladder. Jacob's ladder. You've 
gone up that staircase. You're up there where the, the rushing mighty wind is blowing in the upper room like on the day of Pentecost. And there's a power about to come upon you to bless you, to heal you, and to make you well in your spirit and in your soul. Friend, there's a place in God and it's a safe place, but it's in God. As we learned on today's Healing Word broadcast, God is here for you right now and is ready to enter your situation with the same power and saving grace as He did in the lives of those in the early church. If you want to know more about a relationship with Jesus or want one of the ministers at the Largo Community Church to pray for you, please email the pastoral team at contact us at thehealingwordministries.com right now. And please remember... Because of the current restrictions imposed as a result of the coronavirus that prohibit us from gathering for church on Sunday mornings, you're welcome to attend the services at the Largo Community Church this Sunday via live streaming. Go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Join Pastor Morris in the Healing Word broadcast tomorrow at the same time as he discusses the grace of God and how that impacts our daily lives. Until then, blessings on you.